0: We haven't changed anything.
1: No, we're recording now though. Okay. Breathe, Kath. I'm breathing. Keep breathing. In (sighs)
0: and out. In and out. Ah,
1: there we go. Good girl. Guess what we're talking about today. (laughs) (laughs) Something that's making me not breathe. (laughs) Something rather topical. Mm. We're going to talk about moving. Moving. Yes, we are. Because we're doing a bit of movement. Yes. Aren't we? Yes. Yes.
0: Well, you're physically moving. I am physically moving and it's, you know, a big gig. Why are you moving now, Kat? Well, you know, not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I really needed to get back into the property market and I needed to do it whilst I could still borrow money and have the ability to pay it back. Yep. So I was able to secure a a pre-approval loan. Started looking at some properties, which I was originally going to set up as investment properties with good advice. Then I found something that was terrific and, again, was planning on putting tenants in. And then it just everything sort of conspired against that because the vendors, uh, you know, I'd set up a property management person. And they couldn't get anyone in to see the property before I settled because the vendors got covid so mm. I settled on the property and I had no one interested and mm. obviously you want to minimise the time when you haven't got income coming in. Mm. So I was thinking about all of that and then all of a sudden I just had this light bulb moment and I thought, I think I need to move in. Mm. So then that... You know, And I'm, I
1: concurred that was an excellent light
0: bulb to go off. Well, it was because, you know, you're not doubling made up sense. on it. Made sense. Financially, it made sense. And also, it's actually about your time now? Well, you know, a bit, uh, this more. is a big home that we live in now with three bedrooms. But the challenge is that I'm moving to a property with only two bedrooms. Mm. So, there is some, some challenge around that. So, mm. how that's going to look, we're not quite sure. But I love it and I'm very excited about it. And, yeah, but, you know, unpacking a three-bedroom house with all the leftover stuff from, you know, marital home into a two-bedroom with not that much space is a bit challenging. How's that emotionally? Uh, well, it's tough because um, on one hand I'm kind of excited about it and I'm really excited to be back in property because mm. that was my security blanket mm. and I was always really worried that I was going to end up being an old girl living in my car, uh, you know, which, you know, women over 50 that, and and particularly – women who have gone through a separation or divorce, there's big numbers around the fact that they never get back into the property market. So that was a really big driver for me. But, you know, not being able to afford three bedrooms and only having two then throws up some challenges with the kids.
1: But there's always things like fold-out couches and beds on the floor and you're not dealing with little kids No, anymore. I know that. But, yeah. you know, Nevertheless. It, it's been
0: emotional for them and it's yeah. a change. Yeah, and, and it's not-
1: actually your biggest change since you split up with your husband.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. Mm. You know, and I made sure that when we rented this place, we had plenty of room, which mm. really served us well. It served us well during COVID because they had desks each in their bedrooms when they were doing VCE. Mm. We had plenty of space for parties. You know, that's been a big one here. Mm. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to the parties at the...
1: Well, like the, it, and <laughs> there's
0: not going to be too many. Bloody there We is. won't be doing dinner for 25, I can tell you. Oh, I've mm. seen you lay a table. Mm. Oh, anyway. We can so, do horseshoes there. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. I'll just move on. <laughs> the furniture again <laughs> um but anyway yeah no it's a big one it's big
1: yeah So, but you're going to be in the bagel belt i'm one. back in we, hey. we. well, i think so, we've already talked about Jaime and hannah we uh, yeah going well to near. i'm yeah. back in i back, think i'm now in some other language i uh, no, know <laughs> not hebrew i don't think
0: <laughs> anyway but i'm back in the bagel belt so you know and that's where i own my first property so that was I'd, yeah it's exactly it's exciting
1: You want the truth, you can't handle the truth from the hip. So how do you decide, so given this downside, how are you deciding what stays and what goes? Oh, well, that
0: is a massive thing because... A whole lot of stuff came from home first time round. With
1: nostalgia attached to it? Of
0: course. Mm. You know, looking at clothes that you haven't worn for however many years. I'm not attached to clothes, so that was easy. It's the sentimental stuff that I've kept that was my mum's, like her dinner set. Yeah. You know? And you're keeping that. Oh, well, I can't. I just can't bear to get rid of it. No. And then there's, you know, 58 years of my life, you know, school reports and shit. And then there's all the kids' stuff. And there's books. And honestly,
1: don't throw out the kids' stuff.
0: No, absolutely not. Because I think that they will want to look at that at some point. They do. And at some point when I'm not here, they might want to look at my stuff too. Yeah. And photos. Jesus Christ, how many photos. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If only I was smart enough to digitise them all. But then you never look at them. No. And when are you going to do that? Like on your day off? I don't think so. No. 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 But that thing of keeping versus discarding, like – Mum got rid of all my childhood books. Yeah. So I now have this sort of obsession Mm. with the children's books. However, they've been embargoed by their dad since we split up. So I'm trying to get the girls to then recover the books. Yeah, right. And they say, but that's just for you. And I said, yeah, actually that is for me because when you were little, my job was – my job, Mm. the unpaid job was to raise you – and we all love books. Yep. And so we had an enormous amount of books. And yep. they're, you know, they're sentimental. Well, I've got to say, we probably got rid of a lot of the kids' books first time around.
0: But I've, there are some still special ones. And, you know, and, and it's all their work stuff, you know, their artwork and their, you know, primary school stuff. And yeah. then all the, you know, the senior school stuff and their medals and the basketball medals and things like, you know, just... And oh, keep them. I know, but yeah. it's it's a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of stuff.
0: It's a lot sure. of stuff. And, you know, you've done some moving, obviously, yeah. when you and David split up and yeah. then moving into your place. Mm.
1: You know, how does moving house rate for you on well, the level of stress? you know, I think we had this discussion recently. It is on the one to five. Yeah. And I think there's definite validity in that. Mm. Ours was a pretty hideous move because it was at the end of a marriage, a crumbling marriage anyway, mm. and... The house was a sort of bittersweet, you know, existence because it was this wonderful creation that we made together. Mm. And then it was also a noose around our neck because guess what? We went into a lot of debt. And then there was this idea of moving away from the peninsula where we lived, mm. mind you, on the national park, you know, in heaven, really. But as children go older there's a practical element of no, I'm not gonna drive them around forever. Mm. So that move was essentially orchestrated by me mainly in the packing and the sorting. And then I had a friend of mine who said, Oh, you've got to dress your house, you know, you've got it you've got to edit. And I would actually say to anyone now, I actually don't believe in that edit and the you know, the styling mm. because the house itself was great. You know, this is how we live. This is so you go and see. Yeah, but that's really
0: interesting because every property that I went into when I was looking and I looked, I went hard and fast. You know, I looked a lot over, you know, probably a month of weekends. You know, Saturday, Sunday, had the schedule going from there to there to there. Can I make that open? You know, planning it so that I could make it just around. All style?
1: All style. Yeah, I know, but it's a bit, it creates this sort of... Vacuous, impersonal thing. So for us, we made the decision to sell the house in twenty thirteen. Yeah. We started. We we, sorry. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Chronology mish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We packed it up. What month was it? Uh, probably around August. <laughs> uh-huh. See, she even See knows. I remember. She even knows. We packed it up at the end of twenty thirteen. And put it on the market start of 2014, right? And so there was sort of a buzz about it to begin with. And, you know, we were thinking, oh, that's all very early and, you know, great, but, you know, we'll just hang on a bit. And then came to the end of sort of the first period with an agent and that whole thing of selecting an agent too in selling a house. Mm. And, you know, what do you do? You go on your gut or you go on recommendation and, I think that's actually a bit of a minefield too. Well, we actually got
0: – when we sold the family home, we got someone to help us as a, a, a vendors advocate Yeah, uh, just because it was a really emotional time. Yeah, of course and, it is. Uh, and yeah. who was going to be the boss, like who was going to make the decision. That's so right. we got someone to come and sort of give us advice, which was a really good thing.
1: Yeah. Well, we then – so it started 2014, so, we you know, there's the summer – and February the 22nd of 2014, <laughs> I had a major car accident oh, with God. Ash in the car and the car was an inferno and, you know, we were pulled out of the car. So, this is during the house being, you know, the house is all still styled. So, here's a major incident. Traumatic one would think you might take the house off the market at that stage and sort of fo- refocus on your life. Is that not one of those trains coming straight at you? Well, no, we didn't. We just kept it on the market for another eight months of mm. oh, here's an inspection, and we'll, you know, we'll mm. have we we'll just put the new pillows on and all that shit. Oh god, it's so Plus stressful. Plus, we had this asshole of an agent who, if you're ever listening to this by some chance, you'll know who you are, who. We had, at the time, I think I'd shared, you know, showed him the photos of the car. Well, he took it upon himself to share those photos around. Like, right. asshole. For anyway, what purpose? Because he's a dick. Okay. So, eight months of this house where we should have just taken off the market. So, I would now say, I've got neighbours who who styled and have their house for sale they're bleeding dry at the moment and I said to them if if I can tell you anything take it off the market now Mm. because then you take it off and refresh it anyway we didn't eight long months of this you know house that was so imbued with everything fabulous and lived in and then we sold it finally and then moved to Melbourne Mm. Even the settlement was this sort of disastrous affair mm. and then, yeah, moved to Melbourne. So it was – and then m- lived, you know, in one in a rental. Oh, and that was interesting too, being renters again after 25 years mm. – Oh,
0: well, I'm a renter here, so I get that. Yeah, exactly. And so, so,
1: you know, oh, hang on, we'll just come through your house every six months. Oh, well, see, the good
0: thing about COVID is that that's become an online thing, Mm. which has been sort of okay for me. And look, I managed here to be able to forge a relationship with the landlord only because he's a kind of... Tradie guy lives up on the central coast of New South Wales so often when things needed to be fixed he would be down and would do it. So I had my own relationship with him which was great because Mm. the agent, the property manager was just fucking useless and they never get things done. I've been waiting for a year for some things to be fixed. Anyway, I courteously sent him a message and his wife who owned the property went and we decided to move and let them know which was really nice and I said I'm just giving you a heads up from a, a you know respectful point of view because you've been great landlords and they have yeah. it's been the agents who's been a dickhead yeah oh, and uh, you know it's mm. tough but my friend who works in real estate she said property managers are really not highly regarded and you know they don't get paid very well and mm. we're expecting commitment and you know they've probably got a hundred Rentals that they're looking after, so I kind of get that. But
1: but you know, in essence, it's multifaceted. I think it's a highly emotional time. Yeah. And whether you're, you know, united or separate or separating or you know, falling apart, whatever, it's it's such a major change. Well, and also, you, I'm worried I'm not going to make it. Right. I've got so
0: much stuff still to pack, and you're still trying to create a home. Environment before you rip the place apart. Sort of pretending that
1: it's normal, but it's actually not.
0: It's really hard. And in
1: a way, I wonder like, if I did that again, I would. Well, I mean, it's different because the girls are older now, but. Yeah, I would if I had that time again. I wouldn't pretend yeah. as much. I think. Yeah,
0: I know. Right, I'm yeah. lucky that I've already settled, so you know I've been able to move stuff in. So every weekend for the last month, I've been packing, taking loads over there, unpacking, putting stuff in the storage cage, trying to sort of start setting the kitchen up so that on the big day when we're moving the you know you can you know where the tea bags and, are. I kind of know where everything
1: is. Yeah, in. I and, think that's great. Yeah, and uh, this is working full time too. Everybody. Yeah, I know it's not yeah, easy. a Gun.
0: So let's think about not just now but mm. tell me about you know your biggest move ever in your life. Was it that I,
1: one from I Dave? It was that. Like I mean how's that sort of scenario of events and perfect storm happening there? That mm. was pretty yeah, it was huge. pretty awful. There was a huge sense of relief. So obviously I moved again from the rental, rental mm. and that day of the moving even though I'm we moving I remember an incredible sense of relief. Yeah. Cuz that was you're going to settle. Yeah. yeah. And that was, oh, I've actually realised my leap of faith. Yeah. So but I, I think for me,
0: not having three bedrooms is, is the emotional challenge for me. With the kids. With the kids. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're working through that. Yeah. And we don't know how it's going to look yet and it'll really be up to them. But uh, I don't want them to ever feel like they haven't got a home.
1: Yeah. i tell you a story of when Dave had a job in Japan in 96, chronology. Mm-hmm. So I got a Guernsey to go over and live there as well for a year. And so he went first and was setting it up and I was back here, living here. And, you know, what do we take? What do, do we need? <laughs> like, you know, we actually all know that you can buy shit in Japan. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. Bring the pots and pans and bring all this, bring yeah. some crockery. So I'm packing up the old timber tea chests.
0: Oh, I know. I remember those? I moved from London
1: in tea chests. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And dragging them, arriving in Japan, well, you know, you'd catch various trains until you get to your destination, dragging these tea chests. Oh with, my God. I mean, of course, I could have just gone down to the local home thing and bought I some know. pots and pans. But then you'd just be buying more stuff, right? Yeah, but well, then we ended up bringing a container load high because we used to go and collect all the hard rubbish there. Uh-huh. So we brought Jesus. home, you know, <laughs> Japanese screens and. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: countries is a big one though, isn't it? Because I mean, you knew you were moving. See, when I moved to the UK, I'd just done three months travelling and then decided to stay. Yeah. So I actually didn't have anything. Yeah. Which but, is a blessing. But then four years later, I had quite a lot.
1: Oh, okay. So you brought home the container too. Yeah, no, the t <laughs> chest. And
0: then I, when I, we were getting on the plane and my brother came over, he'd been travelling and then he came to kind of come home with me, which was really nice after London because that was a very emotional move for me too. I had three jackets on. I had... <laughs> 45 <laughs> fucking bags. You know, uh, I had to pay extra luggage. I cried all the way from London to Amsterdam. <laughs> Gee, that must have been a really joyous trip <laughs> for my brother. There anyway, you know. anyway, yeah. cuz I came home from England
1: not because I wanted to, because I was kicked out. So. But I think there's, you know, there is such a blessing of gratitude in finding your place again. Yeah. So home is separate to a house. Yeah, and I think the sense of home, I, could I be think a that tent. The if sense that was your home. That's right. Mm.
0: But I think being responsible for my own destiny is really meaningful to me in this one. And I think as I try to explain to the kids and they won't get that Yet, but I'm trying to set up a legacy too, you know. That so when I'm not here, there's, a, there's actually something to inherit, absolutely, you know. So there's a property that yeah. they can sell or whatever, yeah. So look, it's, it's, it's a multi layered thing,
1: and I think property is still your solid asset, isn't
0: it? Well, everyone's or do that. we
1: regard that? My father, in his age old 88 wisdom, probably a few years ago, but yeah, he actually said he would never buy again. Well, but he, I don't know, it's an Australian thing too, because look at Europe. Yeah, that's right. People own their houses there, unless you own a castle.
0: Yeah, that's right. And you take ninety-nine year leases. Yeah, on property, you don't ever actually own it. No, you don't. What's your biggest challenge,
1: you think, with this move?
0: Oh, I think it's the emotional thing. Mm. It's bittersweet. And I just don't want the kids to feel like I'm deserting them, and I'm certainly not. Um, You know, they've still got a bedroom each at their dad's, and I spoke to him first about it all just to make sure, you know, he didn't have any immediate plans. So, you know, it's
1: just, again... It's change. It's change. Yeah. It's just change. And you have to embrace it. And, you know, in essence, you're still such a solid factor in their lives. So if you're content, then you're going to emanate. Yeah, that's right, and feed be, on the ground ha- and have stuff. have energy to be able to work it out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And speaking, I'm looking of, forward to having you closer anyway. I know it'll be great. Mm. Um will <laughs> show you all the great shop What <laughs> 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 no, i so it's like to so still haven't got the accent, But yeah.
0: Anyway, it'll be good. Mm. um So, talking about move and change, we've got a few changes coming up with we the podcast, don't we? A few
1: changes. So, we're in fact due to this time of turbulence, which we've just acknowledge we need to take a little break and wait till Kath settles in. And you recover completely from COVID. Yeah, God, knocked around with that.
0: We're a little bit burnt out. Well, I think we've and set we- ourselves a pretty high bar putting together a weekly podcast. Yeah. And, you know, I think we just need to regroup and and yeah, refine our groove in mm. terms of creativity. And, of course, we would always ask people for ideas around podcasts that they might be interested in from the hip underscore podcast let us know what you want to hear about because you know we can always find guests and work up some stuff so i think we're just going to take a little break
1: just a little reset because we love doing this and we feel like we're creating conversation and we feel like we've set quite a good standard we're proud of what we've done and what else have we done well (laughs) we've done a really big thing which again is acknowledging move kip i'm not patting you anymore um acknowledging our self-worth, mm. uh, also acknowledging that we have funded 30-plus episodes and mm. we actually need your help now. So we've set up a GoFundMe page. Mm. We have links on our Instagram, so from the hip underscore podcast, so you can just click on the link yeah, and it will tell you everything about why. It's totally not for profit. Yep. It just pays for our production costs and yep. all the platforms that you have to sit on so yep. that you can hear us. Yep. And we would love, even if you, you know, a couple of bucks, yeah, fine. That's what it's all about. We've had some extremely generous donations so far. So thank you to everybody who has donated. And your donations are actually already keeping us on the air. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. Feels really
0: nice. Well, and it? we didn't think we were going to do that. We were kind of look for sponsors and stuff. But everyone knows that getting sponsors is not an easy thing, and not easy
1: when you're working full time. So that's still on the agenda, I would true, say. True, true. But we have our own jobs, our paid jobs in our lives, which mm. are demanding, mm. and we have our parenting jobs, and we have our own our self jobs. Yeah. And so we need to factor this in as continuation of something we enjoy. Yeah. We don't want it to become a job. No, that's right. Or it to become a chore. It's all in good faith. Yeah. It's all from the hip. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, so far. We're not signing off. We're no. signing off for a little bit.
0: Yeah, we're just, we're moving to a different place.
1: And we'll be re-recording from the bagel belt next time. <laughs> Oi, vey! I just <laughs> love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, everybody, I get to go and enjoy... Some of Kath's yummy dinners. <laughs> so suffer, everybody, because I'm going to have it and you're not. We're moving to the dining room. We're going to the dining room now. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, baby. From the Hip is a weekly podcast featuring Kath and Mish for and on behalf of From the Hip Enterprises, recorded in the studios of From the Hip. You can subscribe and find more episodes of FromTheHip at FromTheHip.live on Instagram at FromTheHip underscore podcast. Search for FromTheHip on Facebook and download wherever you'd like to get your podcasts. Until next time, stay fine, stay fab,
0: stay hip.